Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So glad that you joined us. Glad to uh, introduce to you another postcard. I'm getting some beautiful postcards in the mail. This one from the Rocky Mountains, Lockabooey, Colorado. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Pam. Uh, Pamela sent this uh, postcard and mentioned that she's been listening to Everyday Truth uh, for the past, well, I guess it's been three or four years now. So thanks, uh, Pamela, for your faithfulness uh, to the Lord and to uh, His Word. And thanks for sharing, making the rest of us jealous by sharing this beautiful place that you live, the Arapaho National Forest, the Rocky Mountains. It is an absolutely gorgeous place. And so thanks for sending that. We are in Mark chapter 6. If you want to follow along, we're we're beginning in verse number 14. So Mark chapter 6, verse number 14, Jesus has sent his disciples two by two into all the villages and cities of Galilee. There are many of them. They're small, uh, but there are synagogues in many of them, and they're just preaching the gospel, staying in people's homes, not bringing a lot of things with them, trusting the Lord to meet their needs. Uh, But uh, it's a very serious message, a message of repentance and faith, a message that's uh, calling upon people to change their minds and to incentivize that change of mind, uh, Jesus has given these disciples power to help people, to have authority over demonic spirits. And so it's not that people can't see, it's in some cases that people won't see. Remember, we talked about the fact that when people reject Christ, uh, they are actually committing a very heinous sin, a one that harkens back to the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. And unto whomsoever much is given shall be much required. We talk, we've talked a bit about that. Look at verse number 14 of our text today, where the Bible says, And King Herod heard of him. So there are a number of different Herods in the Bible. Herod was kind of the family name and title. So just saying Herod doesn't necessarily tune you into which Herod we're talking about. Of course, Herod the Great, was great, not because he was a a great man of character, but he was great in the sense that he was a a ruler and a builder known for his architect, uh, architecture and and his great building projects. Even today, if you were to go to Israel, uh, you'll see Herod the Great, you'll see all kinds of things that he did, like the Temple Mount at Jerusalem, that was a construction of Herod, or Masada, that's Herod, or Caesarea by the sea, that whole harbor, that whole city, really, that was Herod, and many other places. Uh, just an amazing builder, uh, but a crazy guy, and obviously somebody that wanted to murder Jesus when he was a baby. Well, when Herod died, he the kingdom was divided and into different sections, and one of those sections, uh, ruled by one of the sons of Herod, was Galilee, And it actually went down to a place called Perea on the other side of the Jordan River down toward um, 
modern-day Amman, really Jordan, that area, uh, that that was a, a section that was ruled by Herod Antipas. Now, Herod Antipas had a brother whose name was Herod Philip, who ruled really north of and, and east of the Golan Heights, if you're familiar with that, and even further north, Caesarea Philippi, named after Philip, that would be that region. So Herod Antipas is the one we're talking about here in Mark chapter 6. So the Bible says, and King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad. Well, of course he heard of him, because Galilee is Herod's area. It's his jurisdiction. And one of the cities in Galilee, Tiberias, is, has become the new capital of Galilee, the new provincial capital, named after the Caesar of the day in Rome, Caesar uh, Tiberius Caesar. That's why they named it Tiberius. So obviously Herod is hear, hearing about the ministry of Jesus and people being healed and the pop the popular person that, that Jesus is becoming. And, and watch the response here in verse number 14. So King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad, and he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead, therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. So wh- why would Herod Antipas think that Jesus was John the Baptist risen from the dead. And how did John die? And what, what's going on here? Well, a couple things. First of all, and we're going to read it here. Uh, John the Baptist actually is already dead by this point. And the reason is Herod Antipas, this very person, has put him to death. And we're going to read about why here in just a moment. So, Herod, when he hears about the popular ministry of Jesus and the crowds that are coming to him, his conscience is playing tricks on him. And he's feeling very guilty. Why? Because he knows that John the Baptist was a righteous man. He knows that John the Baptist was a powerful prophet. And he's thinking, this is John the Baptist has come back to haunt me. Uh, I am guilty for my sin of murdering him, of executing him. So it's just amazing how your mind will play tricks with you when you know you've not done right. And that's what's happening with Herod. So let's read the backdrop and understand a a little bit why he's feeling this guilt. Look at verse number uh, 15. So Herod is thinking, "This this is John the Baptist risen from the dead. But others were saying, this is Elijah. So some were saying, boy, the ministry of Jesus, who is this doing miracles? Who is this that has these followers that can do miracles? Who is this? This must be Elijah. Now, why would they think that? Well, because Elijah did miracles, and miracles were not a common thing. Sometimes we we think, well, the Bible, there were miracles. There really were only three seasons in all of Jewish history when miracles were prevalent. Uh, Moses, Elijah, and Elisha, and, and, and this season, and the, the, at the time of Jesus. So they're thinking, well, miracles, this must be Elijah. And remember, the prophecy about the coming of Messiah was that Elijah would come first. So this must be Elijah, some thought, erroneously. This might be John the Baptist raised from the dead, thought Herod, erroneously. Uh, look at what else they were thinking. Others said, this is Elijah. Others said that, that it is a prophet or as one of the prophets, but, but when Herod heard thereof, he said, it is John. It's John, whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. Such is the nature of the guilt 
that Herod was feeling that he just said, I know, I know this was going to come back and get me. I know that I, I that that my guilty conscience is telling me what a horrible way to live. So watch the story itself. Verse number 17 for Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias's sake. So now we have another name introduced. So Herod had imprisoned John for Herodias's sake. Now who's Herodias? Well, the Bible says his brother Philip's wife, he had married her. Well, now we've got all kinds of weird drama going on. It's worse than a soap opera. You've got these two kings whose jurisdictions are right next to each other. Uh, they're both the sons of and the successors of Herod the Great, who himself was just uh, a, a madman. And the, what the Bible's teaching is that Philip had a wife named Herodias. I mean, they're all named after Herod. Herodias and Herod Antipas took his brother Philip's wife as his wife. So this is just as sordid and as immoral as you can imagine. So what's the problem? Well, watch verse number 18. For John had said unto Herod, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. So Herod Antipas claimed to be Jewish. He claimed to follow God. He claimed to be among God's people and worshiping the, the God of Israel. And so John, no respecter of persons was he, John said, Herod, you're living in sin. Herod, you're wrong. Herod, this is adultery. Now, wow, what a bold man John was that was willing to call somebody out for their egregious sin against God, against his word. And John was not afraid, whether it would be a publican or a, a Roman soldier or a religious leader or even a king. Uh, John looked at everybody the exact way. He was preparing the way of the Lord. He was preaching a message of repentance. And honestly, this was a message of love because the greatest way to love somebody is to show them their need for God, their need for repentance, their need for ultimately the gospel. And so John had preached against Herod for this very sin. And the Bible says in verse number 19, therefore, Herodias had a quarrel against him. Interesting. He told Herod, you're wrong. But it was Herodias that took it to heart. There is no fury like a woman scorned. How dare you say that I'm in sin? How dare you say that I'm in the wrong? And so the Bible says Herodias was the one that had a problem with this and would have killed him, but she could not. See, if, if, if everything were left up to her, if she had the ultimate uh, sovereign authority, she would have issued the edict. She would have had John put to death, but she did not have that governmental or jurisdictional authority. That was uh, her husband's authority. So in order for her to get John killed, she was going to have to influence her husband to do so. And apparently, Herod, although John had preached against him, although Herod didn't like the message, Herod wasn't about to kill John. Why? Well, I think for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think he knew deep down that John was right, for sure. Secondly, John was wildly popular. 
and and to kill him would probably be political suicide, no pun intended. So for whatever reason, Herod had not yet killed John. Herodias wanted this job to be done. Look at verse number verse number 20 where the Bible really hones in on Herod's motive for not killing him, not executing him. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and unholy and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. So really, the the real reason why Herod wouldn't kill John is because down deep, he knew he was right. And down deep, he knew there was something about him. He walks with God. What he says is the truth. Uh, I need him. Uh, he was feeling guilty. I mean, there's a level of conviction that's going on in the life of Herod. He's unwilling to take that next step. He's in prison, John, but almost in a way like, I want to hear him speak. Uh, I want to have audience with him, much the same way that Paul was imprisoned at Caesarea or the way that Paul was imprisoned in that first Roman imprisonment where he had some uh, access and liberty to be able to speak to people. Remember, Paul spoke to Felix and Festus and, and Agrippa. And so here, John has some access even to the king. But it's not over, is it? Look at verse number verse number 21. Uh, the Bible says in verse 20 that Herod heard him gladly. And when a convenient day was come, that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lord's high captains, and chief estates of Galilee. Oh boy, I'm looking at this thinking, you know what? We're going to stop right there. I'm kind of out of time for uh, for today's episode. I hate to leave you right there, but I'm going to do it. We're going to stop right there in verse number 21, and we're going to come back in the middle of, so get the picture. Herod has this big birthday party, and he wants to make it just so. He's got all the big wigs there. Uh, they're all singing happy birthday. He's got the balloons. And what happens at Herod's birthday? Where you're going to have to wait until tomorrow or next episode, really, to find out. Hope you'll join us for that. Hope you have a great day today. Thanks for listening. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.